How many of you know about the power that they were just singing about? I'm glad I have the power of the Holy Ghost within me. Amen. Let's stand all over the building tonight. We are so honored to have our good evangelist with us. We love and appreciate Brother and Sister Heron so very much and have enjoyed our time with them. They're going to be back here with us Sunday morning and Sunday night. And if you don't have a home church to go to, we invite you to come back and be with us. We're going to rest tomorrow and be ready for two services on Sunday at 10.30 on Sunday morning and 6 p.m. Sunday night. And we're just believing God's going to do great things. We love and appreciate this couple. They are so real and uh, bring a voice to this congregation that we have loved and, uh, and we respect. And we respect. And I appreciate that so very much that they have connected with us in such a wonderful way. We love them. We're glad they're here tonight. I want you to put your hands together and welcome Brother Aaron as he comes to minister the word of the Lord to us tonight. Let's do that to the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. feel a little expectation in the atmosphere tonight that I haven't felt all week long, and so we're going to follow the Holy Ghost. Some things are going to happen tonight. If you're a guest here, glad you came, and you're going to experience Pentecost God's power is in this place, and anything can happen. The Spirit of the Lord is in the room. And I give honor to Pastor Jordan and to, to uh, his family, to all, all the uh, hospitality we received from them. Love them very, very much. And Brother Danny, and, and uh, just an awesome man of God. You're very blessed to have such quality leadership, such power in all elements of leadership that you have. And... Give honor to all of them and love them very much. Give honor to my wife, obviously, tonight, and to the Lord Jesus most of all, who's about to move in a mighty way. Book of Luke, chapter 9, verse 1 and verse 2, and then verse 6. Luke, chapter 9, verse 1, verse 2, and then verse 6 says, Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority. Someone say authority over all devils, and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Verse 6 says, And they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. I want to talk to you tonight. I just feel like connecting two messages that I have into one and trying to preach this understanding and unleashing spiritual authority. Understanding and unleashing spiritual authority. Who is here tonight is not here on accident. You're here in the will of God. And God is going to move in a mighty way. It's not going to be a message where you dwell on and you eat it all up and you think about stuff for the next three days. I want you to be ready to be used of God if you go to this church. I want you to be ready to get a miracle if you need one tonight. Get your faith out. I know that I'm getting a lot of stares right now, but I'm telling you the truth. God's going to move in a mighty way where there's faith, okay? I feel it coming up. It's been deep all week, but I feel it coming up. Can we take 30 seconds right now and worship the Lord with expectation? That something's going to move. I bind every spirit that's not of God in the name of the Lord Jesus. 
Have your way in this place, I pray. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. If I could get a tad more monitor, I would appreciate it. The voice is hammered. Thank you so much. Not everything that you see is what you see. Oftentimes, what you see physically is a result of something that has already taken place spiritually. The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Then the Bible said, God said, let there be light. And physical light came forth after the Spirit of God moved. David said, create in me a clean heart and renew within me a right spirit. Because he knew if God deals with the spirit part of me, the physical thing will follow through. Job said that he made me and the breath of the Almighty hath given me life. The Spirit of God has caused my physical body to be what it is. And oftentimes what you see physically is a manifestation of something that's going on spiritually. Sin that you see physically is a manifestation of spiritual failure. We blame Adam and Eve for everything that we struggle with, but before Adam ever fell and Eve ever fell, there was sin that happened spiritually when Lucifer fell into the earth and caused all this stuff to be corrupted. And so spiritual sin took over, and now physical sin follows. What you see, spiritual exposure 101 is this. What you see is not always what you see. Sometimes there's a source behind the words of the person that's attacking you. It's not the person that doesn't like you. It's the spirit behind the person that doesn't really like you. Let me give you, for instance, when, when Jesus was hanging out with Peter and the disciples, and Jesus said, men say this, and, and, and who, but who do, you, who's, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, flesh and blood, physical, hath not revealed this unto you, but my Father, spiritual, which is in heaven. And then six verses later, Jesus gets rebuked by Peter, and Jesus says, get thee behind me, Satan. Before he's saying, you're hearing from God, and now he's saying the devil's talking through you. Peter wasn't Satan, and Peter wasn't the father, but Jesus knew, I know the source behind your words. You with me? Job gets attacked by Satan, and attacks his body, attacks his stuff, kill. in fact, he kills all of his kids, kills his servants, goes up to talk to God. God said, how'd it go? And, and the Satan said, it didn't go very well, but you let me touch his body, and, and he'll curse you to your face. And God said, he's holding on to his integrity. He's retaining his integrity, and you can't stand that. And then Satan comes down and touches Job's body and attacks him with boils, and Job's wife walks in the room, and the first words out of her mouth, dost thou still hold Fine integrity. It wasn't her that was talking. It was the devil wanting to know, will you let go of what God said you're holding on to? Sometimes what you understand as a person that is attacking or saying something, oftentimes they've yielded to a spirit that doesn't like what's going on in your life. And you've got to understand spiritual authority oftentimes starts with understanding the spirit world. If you do not have an understanding that there are real spirits out there, you do not understand spiritual authority. Let me talk about the devil for a moment. Before the devil was ever the devil, he was Lucifer, and he was a king. Most people think he was just the choir director, baloney. He was the king. He was a king on this planet because he said, I will exalt my throne 
above the stars of God. I will ascend into the clouds, above the clouds. He's, he's talking from the earth. That's why the Bible talks in Revelation about the seat of Satan. The word seat there in the, in the Greek is the throne of Satan. Satan has a throne. He is a king. And the Bible talks about him describing himself as a king. And you know where Satan fell? In between Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2. When God made the heaven and earth, and then the Bible said the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. In between Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2, is where Satan says, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Where stars is angels. I will ascend into the heavens. I will be this. I will be like the most high God. This is who your adversary is. Put up Ezekiel 28, verse 11, for, verse 2 for me. Ezekiel 28, verse 2. Son of man, say to the prince of Tyrus. The prince of Tyrus is an actual prince or actual person who lived on the, on the Phoenician coast in Tyrus on the Mediterranean Sea. This is a real thing going on. Ezekiel said, thus saith the Lord God, because thine heart is lifted up, and thou hast said, I am a God. I sit in the seat of God in the midst of the seas, yet thou art a man and not God, though thou set thine heart as the heart of God. This, this human being is saying, I'm God. And Ezekiel said, you're a man. Now go down to verse 11. This is where it gets really interesting. He said, more of the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, verse number 12, son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus, not a man. There was no king of Tyrus in that day. Look up the king of Tyrus in the Hebrew. You'll find a very vivid description of Satan. He said, don't just talk to the prince who's talking like he's God. Go to the source behind the prince. Because anytime someone starts magnifying themselves above what they should and starts lifting themselves up, it's not them. It's the old Lucifer that used to do this a long time ago. Thus saith the Lord God. Now, now he's describing Lucifer. This is, this, is where, this is before he was the devil. Thou sealest up the sum. You take the cake. Here we go. The first, the first attribute about the devil you fight, this is the first thing you've got to know about the devil. Before he was the devil, he was full of wisdom. I get nervous when people start saying that the devil's so dumb, the devil's so ignorant. No, you are. The devil is not dumb. He is full of wisdom. He's been studying human beings for 6,000 years. That's why if you've never smoked a cigarette, he's not bringing you cocaine after church tonight to make you fall. That would be dumb. He would know you would say no to that. You've never tasted alcohol. He's not bringing you hard liquor tomorrow morning because he knows you won't fall for that. That would be dumb. But he will come in the avenue that you've always fallen. It's quiet in here tonight. That's why you get the Holy Ghost, and then you still wonder, well, do I have the real thing? Because I'm still fighting the same thing I always struggled with before I got in church. Yes, you have the real thing, but the devil wants to wonder, will you still open the door to what you used to struggle with? He's never going to change opinions, change options, if you keep unlocking the door. Yeah. 
Well, what do you mean? If you're the church gossiper, you will always be informed of the drama before everyone else. Satan will make sure Everything that happens comes across your phone, comes across the, when you're on Facebook, you're going to find, he's going to make sure everything that goes wrong happens. Why? Because he knows that's what you struggle with. You don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't cuss, you're not doing crazy things, but you talk. Oh, it's quiet in here. So why, if this is working and this is going to take her to hell, why would I change my weapons when she's conquered all this but she can't conquer that? So I'll just do this year after year after year after year and she'll think everyone else in the church has a problem but her. We're not going to shout. I'm going to preach. That's how it works in the spirit world. Once he recognizes a weakness, once, once he recognizes that everything makes you bitter, everybody does you wrong, you know what he's going to do? He's going to make sure he sends somebody about every week, every month to do you wrong because he can hold you hostage till you die with people that are doing you wrong. Well, I'm just, I'm just living for God, but I'm just, I just keep struggling with that pornography. It's, I'm not preaching against you at all. I'm here to show, show you the spirit. It's coming because it knows you've opened the door over and over and over. What you've got to do is every time it knocks, make sure the door is locked. I'm going to preach it. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. That means tomorrow morning you don't get up and you say, well, well, I hope I'm strong today. That's not going to work. You've got to call that ugly thing out by name and say, I have dominion and authority over you. That's what got Adam in trouble. He had dominion over every animal in that garden, including that snake. But God said the problem is you've got dominion, but you don't name them. And that's the problem with too many people. He's given you power over things bigger than you, but you don't know how to talk to it. You've got more authority than that evil spirit trying to make you mess up. But you can't just hope God gives you strength. Call that thing out by name and say in the name of Jesus, the door is locked to you today. You're not getting me. Oh, I'm feeling the whole. He's full of wisdom. He knows where to hit you. He knows when to hit you. He always, the devil doesn't aim at you in the middle of the preaching, in the middle of the breakthrough. He doesn't aim at you in the altar. He aims at you on the way home, on the way to church. That's what he does. He tries anything possible to keep you from the house of God. And he said, you are perfect in beauty. It wasn't that Lucifer looked nice. Lucifer was made without a flaw. 
God spent special time on Lucifer, perfect in beauty. Why do you think beauty is everywhere you turn? Every ad, every every internet commercial, everything on the t- Why do you think beauty is selling everywhere? Because there's a spirit behind it. And God makes people in his image. And God does things that only God can do. And we go in the house of God, feel the beauty of holiness and the beauty of the power of God. Then you go to the mall and you don't feel the same way as you did in the house of God. Because the spirit of beauty walks into your mind and says, you aren't good enough the way God made you. You've got to change this. And, oh, it's getting tight in here right now. But I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost that Lucifer is behind the spirit of beauty. You just want to see what Lucifer looks like in eternity. You just go to, in your own time tonight, later on, go to Isaiah 14, verse 19, and read what he's going to look like when he's in eternity. He doesn't like that verse very well. Describes him as basically a bloody clothes that had been ran over, thrown down into a pit, and trampled upon. That's what he's going to look like in eternity. That's the beautiful angel that God made. He's going to be literally ran over and ran over. And the Bible said people are going to say, is this the man that did all this to the nation, that did weaken the nations? Is this the devil that's caused me so much trouble? So go to verse 13. It's getting deeper. Thou hast been in, this is before he's the devil. Because later on it describes till iniquity is found in you. All these things were going on for you. Here's what I want to start talking to you. Thou hast been in Eden, in the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. This is not him as the snake. The sargis, the topaz, the diamond, the barrel, the onyx, and the jasper, and the sapphire, the emerald, the carbuncle, and the gold. Here's what most theologians believe. This is what blows my mind because I didn't realize this until earlier this year. We think of that as the garments that Lucifer wore. According to the theologians that are reading the Hebrew, this is, the, this is Eden. Before there was a garden with trees and rivers and plow flowers and animals and plants. There was precious gold and diamonds. And why do you think greed? Why do you think people just can't get enough money? And they either worship God or man. I, I saw this today in the Bible. I may I may talk about it more, but the Bible says you can't serve two masters. No one can serve God and mammon. That's money. Isn't that scary? That he, he didn't say no man can serve God and the devil. No man can serve God and the world. No man can serve God and the flesh. Because he knows people will try to serve God and money. No one's going to come to church and say, I'm going to live for God and the devil. I'm going to worship God tonight and go to the satanic cult tomorrow night. Most people aren't going to do that, I hope. Most people that come to church and they want to live for God, they know I've got to come out from the world. I've got to try to, I might struggle with the world, but I don't want to serve the world. I want to serve God. And most people that get the Holy Ghost know to live in the spirit and not the flesh. But the Lord knew they will try to serve God and money. Because both of them are masters. And so 
greed is everywhere. And it describes all these things that he was surrounded by. And then the workmanship of thy tablets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee the day that thou was created. This is talking about the voice that Lucifer had. The workmanship of his tablets, that's tambourines and drums. And pipes is a massive pipe organ that you would see in the churches that have the huge pipes that go to the ceiling. This is what it literally is in the Hebrew. And he's describing the voice. It wasn't that Lucifer could play the organ and the drums and the tambourine. It was that he was the organ and he was the drums and he was the tambourine. He opened his mouth and the most beautiful sound you ever heard came out of him. It wasn't that he directed the music. He was the music. Now, I'm going to shock some of you right here, but since that day, did you know there's never been recorded an angel singing in heaven? Hark the herald angels sing. Glad you like that song. That's not in the Bible. The Bible said the angels said glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill. You will not find angels singing after the fall of Lucifer. He was the music, and the music left heaven and came in the earth. Why do you think when they start singing, and you've come in, you don't feel anything, but the right song starts being played, and you start getting goosebumps, or a tear starts to come out of your eye. Something comes on you, and you know, I feel something. I don't normally feel. I'll tell you what's going on. Heaven is looking down at what used to be normal up there, and it's now normal in here. I'm going to make sure everybody gets this. I'm walking up and down for a reason looking at you because I want you to understand that when you sing your song unto the Lord, angels look down. We used to have that kind of atmosphere up in here. That's why at the midnight hour when Paul's hands were bound and Paul's feet were bound, the devil forgot to bind his mouth. And Paul said, I feel like singing. And God said, I feel like moving because when somebody lifts up their voice and begins to sing unto me. I can't resist it. My presence gets among them. Like it or not, music is worship. So that means if your song doesn't glorify God, I said it earlier last week, but if you know every song on the radio, that's not the Christian station. But you don't know the songs in here, and you claim to have the Holy Ghost, and you claim to go to church here, you're worshiping the wrong God. Because the author of music plays every day, hoping that the people of God will sing his song. Because every time someone starts singing words that don't magnify the Lord, the devil just smiles because he knows you're singing something I wrote. Oh, I just love the way that country song makes me feel. It makes me think about my ex-girlfriend. That's exactly the devil moving among you. You wonder why you've 
deal with depression. Oh, I, oh, this song brings back so many memories. I bet not very many Holy Ghost ones. I know we're not shouting, but I'm talking to the devil right now. I'm not talking about these innocent little songs. I'm talking about stuff that you know stirs up the other side of you. You can look at me like I'm crazy. I know I'm in the Holy Ghost. When spirits get exposed, they get powerless, and they start hiding. Don't go here. Don't go there, because they know if you deal with them, they have to leave. When spirits get exposed, they get removed from people's lives because the people become more powerful than them because they realize I have more dominion than what you are. I'm not going to be fooled by you. Am I all right? We're going somewhere. Bible said that the devil, uh, Satan, transforms himself into an angel of light. That word light in the, in the Greek is shining brightness, and it means logic or reasoning. When the devil tries to get you, ready? He appears as logic. Well, tonight's your night for a miracle. Well, I have been sick a while. Well, God's going to heal your marriage. Well, you don't know what we've been through. Well, God's going to save your backslidden son. You don't know the stuff he's in, though. Logic immediately starts talking when faith starts moving because Satan transforms himself because if he can get you to believe logic, you will shut down faith and hold your faith hostage because logic makes sense when faith doesn't. Logic says, stay in the boat, Peter. No one's ever walked on the water before, but faith says, get out of the boat and make everyone else wish they were with you and walk in a place that no one's ever gone. You can put the verse back up for me. I think it's go to verse 14, I believe, is the next verse. The Bible says, Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth. That word cherub that covereth literally means that to guard in or to close. Before he was ever the snake in the garden, he was the angel that guarded the garden. That's why when he was kicked out and Adam and Eve were kicked out, God replaced him with another angel that blocked things from getting in. But before God blocked things from getting in, God blocked things from getting out. He was shutting everything in. And the Bible said, I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. <sighs> Only human being that the devil ever fought for, his dead body, was Moses. God called Moses to the mountains and said, you're going to die. No one's ever going to find you, and I'm going to bury you. And the devil came and fought an angel, Michael, for the body of Moses. Why? Because everywhere that Satan's been, God has a human replacement to let him know that everywhere you've walked, every place you've stepped, I've got somebody to remind you of where you used to be and where you'll never be again. And that's why he hates you, because when you start worshiping and you start singing and you start glorifying God, you you remind Satan of everything that was his job description before. But you don't do it because you have to. You do it because you want to. And you know that he knows that you're doing it out of your free will and out of your heart and out of your spirit. And the devil can't stand that. Walked up and down. The stones fire. Everywhere you went, Satan, everywhere you went was blessed. Can you go to verse 15? I don't know if you've got, you can do that or not, but he said, That was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created 
till iniquity was found in thee. Go to verse 16. See, this is, now he's describing him as he becomes the devil. By the multitude of thy merchandise, that's merchandise's business deals. Of your business, they have filled the midst of thee with violence. Thou hast sinned, therefore I will cast thee out. As profane of the mountain of God, I will destroy the oak covering cherub from the midst of the stones of fire. Verse 17 says this, if you go on, that thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. Now, sorry I delayed that foundation. If you're going to understand spiritual authority, you've got to understand the spirit world, and you've got to understand who you're fighting and where he works and why he works. And this devil that comes to people, there's a, there's a few tricks that he uses to try to make you give up your spiritual authority. First of all, if he can get you in the flesh, as I said the other night, you forfeit the spiritual authority that you have. Spiritual authority only works in the spirit. Spiritual authority working against flesh does not work. If, 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 if you're trying to see God do something that's a flesh problem and you're casting out spirits, it's not going to work. That's why Billy Cole used to preach this. He used to preach that if, if someone's possessed, he can see him delivered in five seconds. But if it's flesh, it'll take a pastor 20 years to get that worked out. I'd rather deal with the devil any day of the week than flesh. Because spirits can get cast out, but flesh is angry and hard and, and developed, and, and it's inside someone. And so you understand that the devil knows if he gets you in the flesh, if he can get you to react to something, and instead of being spiritual and saying, let's pray about it, you argue about it, that's how he gets you in the flesh. And now no matter how many devils you can cast out, how much authority you have, you're living in the flesh right now, not the spirit. And you can't cast out principalities and powers in the flesh because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And so if you use flesh against spirit, you will not have dominion or authority. I'm helping someone right now. The reason why the devil's not leaving your house is because you're not consecrating yourself spiritually. If you get to in the spirit and you live in the spirit, when you command that thing to leave, it will go. But it's not leaving because it knows you're being spiritual and fire minutes, but 10 minutes later, you're watching a movie. Oh, every evil spirit, get out of my house. And then you turn on the screen, and you watch every violent show possible, every horror movie you can, and you wonder why the devil doesn't go anywhere. I'll tell you why, because you're operating in the flesh, trying to cast out a spirit. If you want the spirit to lead, you've got to turn off the thing that's opening the doorway to him and say, no, we're not going to watch that. That's not going to dwell in here. I think I've told you this a few months ago. If I did, I apologize for repeating it. But I, but this last year, a director for a horror movie that was a remake of something 20 years ago, some movie where some little girl looks, looks at the screen and static comes on the television screen and spirits jump out of the screen. The director of the remake of the movie, they're just, I guess I made it this year, in the USA Today, about a year ago, he, not, the, not a preacher, not Josh Herring, crazy, a director of a horror movie, a.k.a. probably possessed, said 
that people's television screens are portals to the spirit world. And the bigger they are and the more horrible things they watch, the more demons can get in their house. And the more screens they have, the more access demons can get in their house. These are whore directors talking. Oh, I don't think it's a big deal. Why am I having such terrible nightmares? Why do I feel angry all the time? You watch 19 hours of violence. Then you wonder why you're not getting along with your wife the next day. I'm going to help you right here. You don't have to like me, but I'm talking to the spirits right now. Because hell knows, if you can operate in the flesh and try to make it, you will never have dominion and cast out what is a spirit in your life. The biggest trick hell uses to convince you about spiritual authority and make you lose it is to convince you you don't have enough. You need to pray more, fast more, search more because you don't have enough authority. You don't have enough dominion. Pray more. You don't have, that's what he told Eve. You've got all these other trees that you can eat of, but that's not enough. You've got to have this one tree because if you get this, you'll have knowledge you don't have right now because he knows if he can convince you to search for something you already have, you'll search your whole life feeling powerless. I just can't do it. I, I'm trying. I'm praying. I, I just pray. And it's not working. I'm, I'm trying. I, I'm going to pray fasting for God. Give me, give me that authority. Give me that dominion. Come on, God. And the devil's throwing, yeah, keep, keep coming. Ready? He's not going to like this part, but you will. Spiritual authority comes when you're born again. You're born with it. And ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. When you get born again, you're born with the authority. The problem is, in the apostolic church, too many of us are searching for something we already possess, and we pray pursuing the miracle rather than speaking and releasing what we already have. Samson did not have to pray every time the enemy surrounded him. Oh, God, give me authority. Why? He was born with it. The Bible said he was born, the Spirit of the Lord would move upon him at times. And every time the enemy would show up, the authority would come on him. And a thousand Philistine soldiers would come to kill him, and the authority would come on one man. And he'd pull out a jawbone, and there'd be a thousand dead carcasses as Samson walked away, throwing the jawbone down. A lion would try to attack him, but the anointing and the authority was upon him because he was born with it. And so he would kill the lion with his bare hands. Thirty men would come attack him, and he would take the thirty men and rent them in pieces. He would take 300 foxes, that's wild jackals by the way, and tie their tails. When's the last time you caught two wild dogs? Much less 300 and tied their tails together and set them on fire to challenge the entire army of the enemy. Because when the authority gets on you, you're born with it. Here's the problem. If you're praying, oh God, oh God, raise her up. Oh God, you're praying, hoping. And the battle is not in God raising the lady up from the dead. The battle that happened in those 15 minutes, where the battle was going on was people. I, I wasn't even here, but I guarantee this was going on in a lot of your minds. You were probably wondering, this is not working. Oh, we're, we're praying. Come on, God. This is not going to happen. We don't have it. 
if just somebody was here, if so-and-so was here, you had it the entire time. That's why she's alive right now. Somebody, I don't know who it was, maybe it was more than one or two, but a few of you got angry in the Holy Ghost, and you started praying with power and authority, and the spirit world had to back up because they understand when you whip out authority in the spirit, they cannot resist you, and the greatest authority that you have is the name that's above every name. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and every tongue Every demonic tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's why when Peter saw the lame man say, give me money, he didn't say, oh, I hope this works. Lord, can I just, can I just hit something right here? that I'm just going to hit this and just leave it. I go all over America. Eight or nine years ago, nobody was doing this except a few people. But now everywhere I go, people are going, by the authority of the Word of God, by the power of the name of Jesus. And they wonder why when they pray, nothing happens. Because you can't use the authority of the Word if you're not submitted to it, number one. And you can't use the power of the name if you're not in a relationship with it. And the sons of Sceva found that out. They busted out the name. The devil said, we know that name, but we don't know you. And if you had a relationship with that name, we would respect that. But Peter didn't say, well, I hope this works. By the word, he said, such as I have. He said, I know who I've walked with the last three and a half years. And I know what I have inside me when I got the Holy Ghost. So such as I have, give I unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And the man leap on his feet. Because when you unleash the authority that God has given you, when you receive the Holy Ghost, there's not a devil in hell or disease in earth that can stop a child of God that knows what he or she has. house in the name of come on bro in the name yes sir come here I want you to help me right now Hallelujah. 
Jesus, every attack, I want you to lay hands on her, okay? Every attack on this lady's body and I'm on her mind. I curse right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. You have power in your hands and you don't even know it. You've got power in your relationship with God. It's time you use what you have. Be healed now in the name of Jesus. Be healed right now in the name of Jesus. Be healed right now in the name of Jesus. 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 Somebody with faith, get it loose right now. Somebody with faith, get it loose right now. Somebody with faith, get it loose right now. Get on your feet right now and worship the Lord. I feel the authority of the Spirit trying to move in here. Someone that needs a miracle, God can give it to you. God can touch your body. God can touch your mind. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Somebody ought to use what you've got right now. Somebody ought to use what you've got right now. Someone ought to use what you've got right now. Such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hell has a lot of you under arrest right now because you're waiting on me to come pray for you. I've just preached my guts out trying to tell you You've got the power. You've got the authority. You've got the dominion. You know why God let that lady die on a service when an evangelist was not here? To try to show this church you don't need someone to come in and rile you up to believe they've got it. You need to realize that you've got it. And you need to activate it and use what you have. You ought to lay hands on your neighbor if that's all you can do right now and say, such as I have, give I thee. Such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. (laughs) 
In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, first of all, for his back right now, we command this back to straighten. Every pain inside that body, let go. Shut him Let go. Oh, yeah. There's an angel behind you right now. In the name of the Lord, I command you to be healed right now. In the name of Jesus, every attack at home, I curse it. In the name of the Lord, God, move right now where no one else can move. Be healed. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Someone needs to bust a move out of their pew and go lay hands on sin of anybody you find. Someone that needs a miracle ought to have someone lay hands. Someone lay hands on me. That's what you ought to ask. Someone lay hands on me. If you believe God can do it tonight, you may not have goosebumps, but if you've got faith, that's all you need. God knows anybody that knows they have it can just release it, and it will happen. Some of you are moving. Some of you are watching. Some of you are moving. Some of you are praying. I challenge this whole church right now. Activate what you've got. If you've got the Holy Ghost, use the Holy Ghost. If you've got it, use it. If you've got it, act like you've got it. If you don't have it, just sit there. But if you've got the Holy Ghost, act like you've got the Holy Ghost. Because God's not dead. He is alive. And if he lives inside of you, then you need to know, Lord Jesus, touch her. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Prayer meeting just broke out. Someone's going to get healed right now. 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 Someone's using what they've got. You don't need the preacher. You need the Holy Ghost to move inside of you. That's why God did it when there was no evangelist here. He's trying to show this church you've got the power. He gave his disciples power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And that same Jesus lives in you. He lives in you. He lives in you. Let the sick be healed. You okay, Bishop? You all right? You doing okay? Pray for me. Yes, sir. Jesus, touch the bishop right now. God, you've made him promises. You've given him promises over the years. That he will not die until he sees them come to pass. Just as you gave Anna, the prophetess, in the Bible. And just as you gave Simeon prophecies that they would see something. You promised it to Bishop. And I thank you that it's coming to pass. I thank you. He's not living in pain, but you've got something for him. There's a purpose to why he is moving and still here. He's got something else to do for the kingdom. And I pray, God, you would touch his body. I speak life into his body. 
I trust every voice of death. I trust every demon. I come in this loneliness that no one knows about. In the name of Jesus, straight to him with your holy angel tonight. Minister to him in a way only you can. He knows your voice, God. Talk to him the way you talk to him. Love on him the way you love on him. Strengthen him the way you strengthen him. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Release what you have. Release what you have. Pray what you have onto somebody. Speak healing. If you don't know what to do, just speak the life of Jesus. I speak life into your body in Jesus' name. I speak life into your body in Jesus' name. Speak life into his body in the name of Jesus. 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 We thank you for a miracle, God. Whatever you've got planned, I thank you, Lord. I thank you. Let the Holy Ghost move inside that man's body. Move to those kidneys right now, God. Move to those kidneys right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Move on those kidneys. Move on those kidneys. Move on those kidneys. Such as I have. Your neighbor's going through something. Lay hands on them. Anywhere you are, just turn around and lay hands on the person beside you and pray with them right now. You have to ask them what's to pray about. Ask them. But when you find out what the need is, command a miracle. There's an opening tonight in the spirit that's going to take authority to get it. You've got to speak. You can't beg. You can't hope. You've got to command tonight. You've got to speak what you have. You've got to release what you possess. Speak in the name of Jesus and God will do what he can do. He can do what you cannot do. He can do what you cannot do. Unleash his name. Unleash his power. Unleash his word. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, I know you're in here. I can feel your presence in here. People are being touched right now. People are going to go home and wake up with no pain in their body. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus.